Welcome to the Third Space Podcast, episode number 62, The Utility of Gossip. In this episode, Daniel and I discuss gossip. No surprises there. Not even a funny, clever title. Uh, In the past, we had an episode discussing empathy, which is generally considered a positive phenomenon, and I made the case why empathy can be bad. Well, in this episode... We take gossip, which is generally considered a negative phenomenon, and we at least try to stretch our brains and think why it might be a good thing, or at least why people do it. Uh, And then in addition to that, we talk a little bit about our own personal experiences with gossip, uh, some of the moral issues surrounding gossip, and that takes up the entire conversation. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello. <laughs> we we should start doing our greetings just kind of like we answer the phone. Hello? 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 What? Hello? How is that Bennett? I saw on the oh. caller ID it was Bennett. Daniel, did you call me? Yeah. yeah oh yeah, we're yeah. doing a podcast. Yeah. Make it real natural. Um, yeah. I want to jump right in today. Um, I want to know your immediate, your knee-jerk reaction when I say gossip what are your thoughts um when you say when you say the word gossip or when you yeah. t- when you actually participate in gossip no when if you just hear the word gossip what is your reaction the idea of yeah. gossip makes you feel fill in the blank um well it definitely has a negative connotation so um i i am a pretty anti-gossip person uh, and I view people who gossip as well I just have a negative a negative perception of that and I, I think everyone gossips to some extent but um, yeah my perception of gossip is that it is essentially negative um, or or malicious or defamatory discussion between one or more people behind the back of I guess the target of the gossip so, so you say that's a, like a critical component is that the person is not present or the, the target of this yeah. information exchange is not present and that it's typically malicious or yeah, if degrading. You, if, 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 so let's say that you're a teacher and your students don't like you and they said, you know, they came in and said, hey, we don't like you and you're ugly and you teach bad. <laughs> well, that wouldn't be gossip, right? Because they're telling it right to your face. Um, right. <laughs> but if you walked out of the classroom and they said, hey, D- Daniel, Mr. Daniel. Mr. Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. Daniel guy. <laughs> Mr. Daniel. He's, did you hear how he taught about poetry? Like poetry has to rhyme. And this is, this is bullshit. He's talking about poems that don't <laughs> rhyme. And they're like, you know, metaphors and stuff. This is just, nah. Like, yeah, that would be gossip, right? Yeah. And yeah. accurate, but... <laughs> so so gossip's relationship with the truth is what? Irrelevant or... Uh... Uh, I think irrelevant, yeah. I think that it could be... You, you could gossip 
um, inaccurately, or you know, it could be rumors, or it could be true statements. Um, like I think you could, you, know, you could really be ugly and bad at teaching poetry or whatever. Um, yeah, and so, and that could right, that would right. still be gossip. I think. I mean, I think you think of like gossip of. Uh like the neighborhood gossip would be an affair going yeah, on right. and whether or not that, I mean, it could be true. It could not be, you said the word rumor. And my, my question is like, what is the difference between a rumor and gossip then? Um, a rumor exists in the, well, maybe that's not true. I was going to say a rumor exists <laughs> independently of who communicates it. Um, I mean, but that, but then that's, weird. It, that's like communication exists independently of who, who communicates it. It's like, that's not, can't be true, right? There has to be, a source Go, uh, gossip is kind of like the action of spreading a rumor right so maybe they go hand in hand a little bit um, i kind of like that definition gossip is the the event taking place and the yeah. content is the rumor <laughs> yes yeah that's kind of how i would, I would gossip is anyway. the rhetorical situation <laughs> I, I would say that rumor doesn't have as negative of a connotation though like you could say oh have you heard the rumor there's a new ice cream place opening up downtown that could right. be a rumor. rumor rumor of like the next nintendo console yeah is yeah starting right. to go around online but you wouldn't say um uh it, you would yeah you, you just wouldn't classify that kind of thing as negative inherently you you wouldn't say all oh, the latest gossip is uh, there's a new ice cream hey there's a new ice cream place oh really <laughs> like you know <laughs> It's not negative. It's just so it wouldn't be gossip. Well, so it's interesting that you're you're baking in the negativity into the definition because I wanted to challenge us in the same way you've talked about empathy and taking a provocative stance and say let's take something that's generally regarded as good and yeah. talk about its ills. You know, right. I was wondering if we could uh, treat gossip similarly and say this is something that yeah. I have a feeling that. Nearly ten out of ten, I say gossip. What what are your what are your thoughts? What's your the connotation of the word? They're going to say negative. Um, yeah. And to say, well, let's push. I want to push you to consider gossip as. I mean, your definition aside from the negative, uh, and I think this was an intentional reframing from the social psychologist. They said, I want to see what you think of these statements. Evaluative talk about a person who is not present. That's one. And then they went on to add the process of informally communicating value-laden information about members of a social setting. I mean, these are just pretty dry and academic sounding, but yeah. evaluative talk about a person who is not present. Seems reasonable. everything you said. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then it opens itself up then to be but, negative, yeah, evaluative, or yeah, positive. Right, there you go. Evaluative could, you know, it could be anything. It could be like, wow, she looks really good today. That's not gossip. Um... To me, anyway, that's not gossip. I tend to agree with you, but if I said, it, how about uh, David and I are talking about you, and we just like, Bennett's really good at video games. Like, he has this knack for being able to puzzle solve, and, and so now I'm giving you, I mean, this fits the psychologist definition, sure. but it does feel like I am now doing a, a positive form of gossip about you. I mean, I don't think it would typically be labeled that way, but I'm not uncomfortable saying, hey, I am uh, informally communicating some value-laden information. Like, like I'm, I'm making judgments about you. You're not present. They just happen to be uh, positive. Yeah, you know? I mean, I'm, I don't argue that classification. It's just that using the word gossip for it doesn't seem right. 
I know, like, why do we have the word gossip um, if if it's not? I mean, intentionally... people people talk about other people all the time, and and you know, I, I'm sure whatever psychologists you're reading, if they're talking about negative, neutral, and positive, then bound it's bound to be the case that neutral is going to be the vast majority of gossip, you know, as they classify it as gossip cases, right? Because I guess value laden information. I always say laden or laden. I think laden. it's both, right? Value laden information. So it's laden with value, but the, even though we're value, so like whatever. Yeah, what but do you it mean? Feels like there's a ju- judge. I, I don't know, that, right, <laughs> but right. I'm going to take it to mean there's some judgments. Like if I were to say, "Hey, yesterday Bennett went to the dentist." This is uh, a, a relaying of a fact. If I said you're good yeah. at video games, you're good at puzzle solving. That's value. This is a value laden information. I'm I'm passing along your standing or your your capability. Uh, in a so, way. would you if I said, "Oh, hey, I saw David at the ice the new ice cream store uh, yesterday, the new ice cream shop." Uh, yeah. Yesterday, yeah. that's n- pretty neutral, right? But is that right. is that gossip? Well, I guess I don't understand how there can be if it's value laden. I would say that it can't be neutral. <laughs> value and neutrality are in are, are so. What like, if what if all right? What if you knew that David was on a very sh- strict diet and his wife was trying to really hold him to that diet, right? I didn't know that information, but I told you I saw him at the ice cream uh. shop. Then is it gossip or is it not? You receive value from that statement, but I wasn't conveying value. Yeah, you have unknowingly gossiped to me. <laughs> you didn't have control. I receive it as gossip. It didn't leave your mouth as gossip, but I yeah. received it as gossip. Gossip and then, is And in then the... I turn around and go, oh, he's not following his diet. Right. Now right. it's full-blown gossip. Now it's right? gossip, yeah. So you can see how easily social communication just quickly, uh, I'll say evolves, I'm tempted to say devolves into gossip, but uh, yeah, just saying where someone is at. I saw someone, hey, I, I ran into someone at the grocery store the other day, but they told me yeah, they, they were out of me. town because, you know, right, they right. didn't want to hang out or whatever. Right. Uh, and now we have, like, what seemed like a... a value neutral statement was is not and so since we can't control this is interesting because let's say we were in a community of people who universally agreed we don't want to do we don't want gossip mm-hmm. um, actually i think most people say that most people don't want gossip um but yet there's tons of it so most people say is, that to your face but behind your back they probably say hey don't you really want to gossip about mr don't daniel you love gossip <laughs> I love gossip. I was just gossiping the other day, and... I got such a kick out of this gossip. <laughs> Mr. Daniel. <laughs> Side note, that's how often, like, if you are if you run, like, a hip, like, camp or something like that, and the older people go by Mr. and Ms. first name, and it's and they're, like, you know, yeah. 21 years old, and, uh, and yeah, I've worked in some, some educational camps where the, the teachers went by Mr. first name, and it was just... Uh, you know, and then I went by it too. And I was actually Mr. Daniel. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, that's, yeah. Um, <laughs> but okay. Right. So if if it's is it, I I don't know. I so don't know all right. So if, you you ask is gossip. All right. So let's just say let's just let's grant that is true. That talk that the psychologist definition. If you're a value, if you're 
sharing a valuative speech about someone who's not present, then that, that is, that is gossip. So yeah. you kind of frame this as in the same way that I took empathy, which is generally considered a positive, especially in our current society. And I said, wait a second, there might be, there might be some negative things about this phenomenon. Gossip is also a phenomenon and maybe, you know, maybe we could take it as a phenomenon without any positive or, or negative bent. The negatives of gossip are obvious, but maybe there's some positives to it. And you're asking, maybe we can examine what those might yes. be. Yes. Okay. Does anything come to mind? A positive? Uh, it's pretty. That's pretty hard. I guess I just. Ha- I guess I have, I have a pretty, um, a pretty instinctive negative reaction to high gossip. disgust factor. Yeah, pretty high disgust yeah. factor to gossip. Like, all right. Well, all right. given that, here's my, <laughs> here's my, uh, here's my why gossip is useful. If you come across someone who is gossiping, then you know to avoid them forever. Um, and yeah. in, in the same way that if you come across someone with like purple hair or tattoos, then you know to avoid them, you know, <laughs> like in the same way, it's, so ridiculous. it's just a signal. It's a signal of danger. Uh, and so it's a signal of not, well, for, wait, 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 the, the blue hair or tattoos is a signal of outside the norm. I'll give, I'll give you that. Danger. But gossip is not a signal of No, not, it's outside not outside the norm. The norm but it, it, but it, it is, is danger possible. Or it, like, the, it, they, it, you know, trustworthiness becomes a little... Right. Yeah, obviously I'm being, I'm joking a little yeah, bit. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's the same way if you caught someone in a lie, right? Like it's a social behavior that has negative uh, implications, oh. right? Yeah, I want to push back. Could it not be ingratiating? Could it not be a bonding moment? Like that you, well, that's you what that's what I was going to say. You know, if if you really press me, um, you know, like commiseration is something that people do. Like if you you and your coworker have a really crappy boss, um, then you can commiserate and say, "Man, he was being a real jerk today," or whatever. And is that bad? Yeah, probably. It, you know, probably isn't the healthiest thing, but it could, it's a stress relief. Uh, does allow for bonding. Yeah, you can imagine the uh, the peasant oppressed peasants in North Korea or something, like you know when they're when they feel like they're not being spied upon, they probably really let Kim Jong Un have it, you know. Uh, yeah. Maybe I don't know. Maybe they're maybe they're brainwashed <laughs> or whatever. But you can you can see the what I'm trying to say here. Like it's uh, maybe yeah, maybe no, there is some bonding thing. Yes, yeah, so bonding you're, an outlet. You're 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 uh, communicating at someone else's expense. But if that someone else is a celebrity or a dictator or someone far away, then you experience the positive bonding experience, but they don't really experience the negative of being gossiped about. What if I'm in an institution for a long time and I know how it runs, I know the ins and outs, I know the politics of it, mm-hmm. um, I know my boss has, let's just say I even like my boss, but there are some qualities that maybe not bad body odor yeah yeah whatever no just like certain things tick them off maybe they or you know they tend to respond really negatively if you mention money of any kind or something like that Mm. so then i have a new colleague who i'm enjoying we're bonding everything's professional and maybe even potentially a friendship and my uh my my colleague is like 
going to the boss and is going to mention the thing that upsets them money and maybe in this case or saying hey you know i think i need this if i'm going to be doing x y and z right um and i know that this is i need the expensive dictionaries this year for this year's (laughs) curriculum i don't money seems like a bad example i almost want to say it's like uh they just really uh look down on shakespeare yeah um and or it's just some something that that's like, and then the the friend is really wanting to teach Macbeth and or the colleague. So the colleague's gonna go. I'm gonna go pitch uh, do, and and I start to say, well, I just need to let you know, my my the boss, you know, uh, freaks out over Shakespeare, hates Shakespeare. Am I am, am I just relaying? Because like we could, I'm looking out for the colleague. I'm not necessarily. I'm kind of just speaking the truth about the boss, and I'm not even. I don't know. Like, what are your thoughts? Am I talking ill of the boss, or does that even is it is this gossip? I mean, that's it's another area, kind of in the middle, like the David at the ice cream shop. You know, like yeah, yeah. maybe maybe your. I mean, when you say the boss freaks out about Shakespeare, that certainly sounds more negative than neutral. Um, even if it is accurate that the boss really doesn't like Shakespeare and that's a tense subject. Maybe they, I don't know, traumatic, what if I didn't traumatic really diplomatically, I didn't say freaks out. I just want you to know that historically this is, uh, you know, they've reacted negatively to Shakespeare. So just know that going in when you pitch, you have an uphill battle, you know? Um, instinctively, I still categorize that as gossipy. Like, uh, even though, yeah, I acknowledge it's presented as neutrally as possible. It's like, that your colleague has no firsthand information about this. They presumably don't have a relationship with the boss that has anything to do with Shakespeare. And now they're being handed this secondhand information and they have to, you know, they have to make a social decision, uh, a gamble about this. Think, so th- so th- they have to weigh, they have to weigh how much can I trust Mr. Daniel and, <laughs> and his assessment yeah. of the situation versus the, the reasonableness of, you know, my new boss and their ability to discuss Shakespeare. And, like, to me, those just seem, I don't know what to think about that, you know? Like, I, that's just a, totally a toss-up. I wouldn't know what to do in that situation. I would be, uh, be very well, uncomfortable. Funny you say that because I think the typical, and I think that's a, a good reaction that you have because you're like, now I don't know what to make of the, these, this information. I don't have enough information. I think the typical person, honestly, they're starting to bond with me, Mr. Daniel, and they, they like, and I'm looking out for them and I'm sharing in good faith to that, like, that it, it's presented as if I'm looking out for them. And so they take that to heart and they go, oh, that's good to know. And they, they maybe even overly trust me immediately. I've shared, right. I've, I've, because I think there's just something psychologically that goes on is, hey, let me make you privy to unknown information. Well, thank you. Like now I have information and I have someone who's like had a, you know, formed a trust exercise with me. Um, and we're inclined, we default to truth. We tend to, just in order to like get around in life, that we have to, you can't walk around suspicious of everyone. You ask for directions and they say, yeah, the gas station's over there. Like, is that person lying? It's like, no, nah, they're yeah. probably telling the truth. So we default to truth. Um, we're working with someone who's clearly like stable enough and gotten the job and knows the institution better. There's all reasons in the world to believe they're not, this isn't a joke or, you know, some political ploy. So it's a bonding thing. It, it like, it develops and maintains even a, and enhances the relationship. Maybe, I mean, in the, in the example that you gave, there is 
a risk, you know, like you are presenting to the colleague that the boss freaks out about this, about Shakespeare, something within the domain. Like there is a little subtle power play there. Like, oh yeah, the boss, you know, is maybe not what you would expect from the English department, you know, chair or whatever. And, you know, maybe I don't think Shakespeare is so bad, but they don't like Shakespeare, so. Yeah, what's you know, their deal, you know? Why, right, yeah. Why are you giving Willie such a hard time? Yeah, you know? Prince, Principal Willie. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I see that. I, I see that. That's fair enough. Um, ugh. I don't know. Gossip. Well, how about how about this? Let me make the case that, like, if gossip is often sharing, like, like we're trying to figure out living in society who who cooperates and who's uncooperative, you know, mm-hmm. and gossip, like, it, there, it's difficult to decide. I mean, you can decide on a case by case, individual by individual basis, but but. In our working lives and in our social lives, often we are navigating a whole lot of people. And we don't have time to make these judgments. So these are shortcut. Yeah. Like gossip is a way of sharing this sort of reputational information that allows us to make shortcut judgments about who's cooperative and who's uncooperative. And not only does if you know the gossip is reliable, but it's also like a a check a stay in line kind of like bullying bullying is like here you need to behave social in a socially normed way yeah um that that got the risk of being gossiped about is uh social uh yeah it keeps you in line social pressure it's a right. so, yeah it keeps you in line yeah i can see you that you don't want to be ostracized right like you want to like so yeah you don't i mean be, you so, so i guess the only issue i have with that is reputation serves that purpose right like your reputation well you're kind uh, this is a parallel case sort of reputation keeps you in line you don't want a bad reputation reputation is the social con a bad reputation is the social consequence of bad behavior um yeah well and and a gossip a gossipy society is one that affects people's reputation when they're not present i think there could also be a society which which, uh, you know, which affects someone's reputation not behind their back, right? Like they, they're very open about their criticism. It still affects their reputation. And like I, I'm thinking of a lot of um, Asian societies that are, you know, shame-based, right? Like they're very yeah. open about their disapproval. Whereas, you know, it... So they just say like, you're fat. <laughs> yeah. Lose yeah. weight. Yeah, you should lose some weight. Yeah, you're you're overweight right now, or you know you're bringing dishonor to your family, or whatever. Like they say it openly, and that affects their reputation, and they change their behavior. Whereas you know perhaps we're talking about a gossipy society. I definitely think our society has a a pretty high um, tendency to gossip. You know maybe you don't discover that that your reputation has taken a hit until later. Maybe you never discover that your reputation has taken a hit directly, only indirectly. Um, oh, that's interesting about the, the I mean I w- so then I'm, I'm going to guess that all cultures care about reputation and then there's ways to address that reputation gossip is addressing indirectly right like mm-hmm. the behind the the person the, the, the reputation so the discussion about reputation takes place behind closed doors um, at least the negative aspects I do feel like compliments and things are you know 
sincere or otherwise, are to your face for the most part. In fact, I think it'd be a good exercise to work on. You could call it positive gossip, but like speaking well of people behind their back and see what that kind of does for your own reputation, right? Because that that might spark other people to internalize, wow, Mr. Daniel speaks well of people. (laughs) Instead of, if I were always gossiping negatively, I think that, that, uh, but, but I never made the connection that reputation is, when we talk about reputation, we're kind of having a similar conversation. Gossip and reputation. Well, how are how are reputations developed? Well, gossip is uh, one of those ways. It is one of like the I'm, ways. I'm pri- I would almost say primary. No, I'm going to assume for a second that gossip's connected to tr- to truth. Like like it's not just complete lies. And if it is a lie, it's probably a distorted truth. Like so, we have actions and we have skills and we have things that we go out and do in the world, and then people pick up those actions and skills and that's where it all becomes gossip or rumors or like you know things get really distorted between what actually happened the second someone has to relay what happened sure Um, yeah i mean i agree with that part of it but i don't agree that gossip makes up the better part of reputation i guess i guess i don't want to like this might be semantics but okay if i go out and uh am honest and teach really good lesson plans or lessons over and over and over and I'm consistently good. So that was a lot of hard work and a lot of actions that, well, then how does that get to a, like an eighth grader who's never had me before and they walk in. So they, so they come in and say, Mr. Daniel has this really good (laughs) reputation. (laughs) Um, I mean, reputations, where, like how how does a reputation get anywhere? So uh, let's say that uh, David goes to the ice cream shop. He has really good ice cream, and then he comes home and writes a Yelp review. Is that gossip? <laughs> the Yelp review. Um, I guess since it's publicly accessible to the ice cream place, this oh can ins- can institutions be gossiped about? I mean, uh, sure. No, I well, I mean that's that was not the angle I was going for. The angle I was going for is that that Yelp review will affect the reputation of the ice cream shop, right? And that's yeah. not gossip. I don't think it's gossip to write a Yelp review. Um, it's also not behind their back right. either. Well, uh, that's what I'm yeah. saying. More than just gossip affects reputation. So where does your reputation come from? Well, the actual quality of your product, you know, if you're a business or your performance, if you're a teacher or whatever, um, and, you know, what people are saying about you and gossiping and all, all that is a component, but... I don't think it's the largest component. Yeah. What do you think the largest component is? is of is reputation? And, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think it's actions. Actions speak uh, speak something. Actions speak louder than birds. Birds can be pretty, <laughs> birds can be pretty loud if you've ever heard like a Actions parrot. chirp louder than birds. <laughs> yeah. Actions speak louder than birds. Much, a lot of wisdom in that. I uh, saw that th- these re- these particular researchers they categorized gossip into three groups: social information, physical appearance, and achievement. Hmm. Um, I don't know if that does anything for you, but like because we've been kind of limiting it to social information. Uh, I, I, physical appearance just seems like like someone's hot take on whether they find you attractive or not, you know. But it's yeah. pretty frequent. Um, like, is it true young, that women gossip a lot more than men? Is that true? It's 
This is what they found, actually. Women engage in more n- neutral gossip than men. Otherwise, both genders engage in gossip, <laughs> gossip similarly. Oh, uh, whatever. So. No, I don't believe that. But it's funny that women engage in neutral. Basically, women say nothing of import. <laughs> <laughs> they talk a lot they about talk people about, doing They talk things. a lot about just nothing. They talk no, to hear themselves say- talk. That makes sense. When, I believe that. It, I believe well, they, that. I think this goes down to people and things. Some women are talking about people. And yeah, that's true. About things. That's true. That's saying. a good point. So women are more likely to be like, you know, Carol got her hair done and maybe oh, no wow. value judgment about it. And meanwhile, and, I'm saying like, have you played Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Like, you know, or a car or whatever. Or The latest like, poem? Sports. Have you read the latest poem by... <laughs> And, and even, even when people and men talk about people, like let's say sports and the athletes, it really is treating the sport as a thing and then getting into the data and talking about his triple-double or his home run of thon or whatever. Right. They're not like, saying, oh, Tim Tebow, he's such a family man. Like, yeah, yeah. He got his I mean, hair they might done. add on an addition, that, and he's hilarious, or he wears his interview, he says these funny things, but that's almost an icing on the cake. You have the athlete doing this performance with this data, this this thing we can talk about, and then charm gets folded in in their personality or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, or, or like, you know, yeah, yeah, take any college team. It's weird. We thingify, like men tend to thingify people. Right. Um, and I wonder if, well, I've had this experience, like take, take do women peopleify things? So yes. like a woman Dogs. playing a video game and go like, oh, this little cute, you know, animal over here, you know. Uh, dogs. Dogs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we had a whole yeah. podcast on anthrop- anthropomorphization yeah. of animals, and I definitely think I definitely think that's very common. Here's a few other interesting findings about gossip. People who gossiped a lot tended to be more extroverted. Yeah, no, that um, doesn't that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, older people. Well, that just means yeah, they're talking. But yeah, it just makes sense. Older people do not negatively gossip as much as younger people. That seems um, well, okay. I guess that my guess would be yeah. that as we get older and we see our own like we I'd like to think that as we get older we are, we recognize our flaws more and we're more understanding so we're less inclined to but maybe we're less social maybe we're talking less I'd like to know how many interactions the average ninth grade student in, has and then how many the average you know forty year old has yeah uh, I bet oh, we're just I, talking to less people just everything's less I definitely you know? think that's true. Yeah, I think, um, and it depends on what you classify as talking to, you know, like with social yeah, media the and the internet and all of that. Like, oh yeah, I mean, I think despite social media connecting everyone to a huge degree, communicate real communication has dropped precipitously in the last ten years. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like genuine, authentic stuff. Um, most gossip is about someone the person knows. Um, gossip is usually neutral, but negative gossip is twice as common as positive gossip. So I don't like this whole neutral gossip because it doesn't fit to me any, if it's value laden, then it is not neutral. So I just don't, if you just mean talking about people when they're not present, then of course that's the, by far the most, it's just sort of reframing the word gossip, but negative gossip is twice as common as positive gossip. That doesn't surprise me. And then uh, as far as socioeconomic status and education, these do not seem to have any influence on how much a person gossips. So you could be 
high class and have your PhD, or you could be yeah, poor and stupid. That doesn't, doesn't surprise me. That doesn't surprise me either. I don't. I wouldn't anticipate much of a correlation there. But doesn't that? I mean, in some ways, I want to believe that as you further your education, you are growing as a person, and that growth would lead to less negative gossip i'll say you know uh like you would just gossip less uh in I don't, general no and i don't think so i mean i know ideally I, mean, I don't think so either but i'm upset that like why are we getting all these educations i guess it's just to do stuff and and do tasks but i like in terms of the liberal arts education the promise of the liberal arts and the, why we study philosophy and why we read books about fi- you know fiction fictitious peoples because we learn these higher truths and we grow and we start to you know the the idea of gossip lo- loses its appeal at least all the negative aspects of gossip uh and then we do it less but so so therefore you would just see a trend that generally speaking more educated people are are like gossiping less but no no it doesn't seem to do anything so that that suggests to me that the quality of your relationships and your education are just like there's no difference and i guess that's obvious but i'm sad about that like I want to, the reason I want to educate, the reason I'm curious and want to learn about the world is just to live a better life and have more fulfilling everything, including relationships. Um, it's not so that you can tell other people how much you know and how much be- <laughs> how much better you are than yeah, them. Not, no, it's not. I guess there's other genuine like the reason you would study uh, like some sort of program is so that you can manipulate the program itself. But I don't think about that as like. I guess when I say education, I don't mean uh, learning the ins and outs of a particular program. I just mean like learning how to think. And if you think well, then you communicate well, and therefore your relationships are elevated. Uh, And so I'm upset at the idea that that doesn't have any impact on gossip. But if they're just defining gossip as talking about people, yeah, I just just well, all right. Let's also just acknowledge this is a social psychology experiment (laughs) and science it's not very soft soft and we don't know anything about their methods and who knows how they categorize neutral like as we examined it's hard to classify whether something is negative neutral or positive in some cases right because i might not be uttering what i think is positive or negative but you might take it some other way. And then when you spread it to someone else, you could say the same thing verbatim, but it could be taken a different way, right? And so it, yeah. it actually gets kind of hairy. I agree that I don't like the neutral... I don't I don't like the new, the neutral it, moniker it, for gossip. It doesn't for me, the make take, sense. The takeaway there here is that it's fascinating. If you had a society, we all say we don't like gossip, but we love it. I keep wanting to ask this question, why do we love gossip? I want to go back to that. But... Um, Let's say it's true. Let's say everyone despised gossip to their core and they wanted to avoid it. But that doesn't mean you don't get together and still share information about the humans in our lives. Then, then that even if it's meant to be positive or neutral, we're committed to only communicating positive or neutral, I still think gossip ends up inadvertently happening through that example you said about David being at the ice cream shop when he should be on a diet or whatever. Does, or does gossip... Like, does gossip have to, in order to classify as gossip and not just informational material that, that is negative, does it have to cross some kind of boundary of propriety? Like like, like sharing someone's 
otherwise private information or sharing what someone said to you in a conversation. Like there's lines of propriety. I guess those lines of propriety aren't necessarily clear cut, but in order for it to be gossip, um, like if you said to a colleague of yours that uh, little Johnny did very badly on his latest writing test and your colleague was a history teacher. So, oh, Johnny did bad on the writing test. You know, maybe keep an eye on that when you're testing him in history or whatever. Like, that's not crossing any lines of propriety, right? Because, you know, it's a professional discussion of your students' aptitude. If it's intended to help them, if I were just like, potentially if I'm venting about a student, I don't know if that's a professional. Okay, fair enough. Well, that's a line of propriety, right? Like, that, that would be crossing the line of propriety. Um, yeah. I think. And so that that might tip into gossip. Like, is that an additional subtle component of what makes gossip gossip? It does get into speakers' intentions, and therefore just sharing David went to the ice cream shop cannot be gossip, even if it's received and morphs into a, something valuable for right. me. So if I, if I saw David at the ice cream shop and just was relaying to you that happy coincidence, and then you went and told... David's wife's friend and said, oh, hey, I heard David was at the ice cream shop. And she said, are you, are you kidding me? He's supposed to be on a major diet. And you're like, I know, <laughs> but he's going to get so yes. fat. And yes. like then That's you you would be gossiping. Point. Yeah. Yeah, you, you started the machine, but you didn't know it. You were truly an innocent communicator in this case. So if I said, hey, I'm, let's say if it's a, like, I'm concerned about this kid. Uh, you know, I know you teach them too. Well, I guess that's seeking out information, right? They fell asleep in my class. I'm concerned they're not getting, like, I don't know. And then that person who's been, re- the other teacher, is really been struggling with the students, frustrated with them, doesn't even, like, secretly doesn't like them, has fallen asleep in their class too. It's like, this kid, like, I'm taking this to the dean and I'm going after the kid. Yeah. Like, I don't know that I involved, I, I don't know that I was gossiping, I was seeking help, but then I, you know, the receiver went and took the information I mean, this is a fairly obvious truth is that like we as humans are gathering information. So whether yeah. it's socially or just like ob- observing personally and then do ill will with that, like or turn it into gossip, we can't I can't fault myself for like, you know, saying this kid fell asleep in class. Is everything OK? If that's if that's good faith, then that's all I can do. It's just it, this is a reminder for me of how like good faith conversations or goodwill can get distorted really quickly. Yes. That's, that's sad to me, though. Here's, really a, can. here's a cynical take on neutral gossip. Ne- neutral, there's no such thing as neutral gossip. There's fishing for positive or negative gossip. So when I relay something to you like, oh, did you see that, uh, did you see that Cybertruck? Did you see that, the latest Tesla Cybertruck? It has you know it has some bulletproof windows or whatever I'm saying I'm I'm not really conveying to you neutral information I'm wanting you to say yeah man that thing was kind of ugly and like don't the windows didn't they break or something like yeah, that kind of yeah. stuff you're trying, you're like trying it's to learn fishing about me if yeah I said hey on the way to school now imagine this this actually happens in education all the time and uh-huh. like so it's like hey on the way to school I saw this truck with a you know, Trump 2024 flag is giant flag uh-huh. and they say it to me and they just, and they just, oh, then they just wait. Fact. They just wait. That's, well, that's just neutral. That's just neutral. Just gossip. Neutral. It's just the fact. Totally neutral, bro. <laughs> and then like, so, so when we live in a, so what do you say? Society, oh, I also used to drive a truck. 
how big was the flag? <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, what kind of truck was it? You know, you can deflect, I suppose. Um, but like, or sometimes when you obviously detect, doesn't matter how you feel or, or agree with them or not. I just, I just don't like the flavor of that conversation. So sure. not giving them what they want is like now like, all right, I'm going to like mess with them because they're not admitting what they're doing. So they'll feel frustrated, but they can't say why they're frustrated. If I right, just say, right. oh, how big was the flag? Or how, like, what what kind of truck was it? Or uh, were they obeying all the laws? Like, even <laughs> if you say that, then all of a sudden you're getting into, you must like Trump if you're... Were they you obeying know. all of the traffic laws? <laughs> you must support Trump. You must like, support oh, Trump because you asked about the speed limit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, That's very well, funny. I just assumed well, you're that dodging. if you brought them up, they were doing something doing something bad like you you came in and sort of yeah i've had those saw this i've had those kinds of situations where someone who obviously has an opinion on something really tosses that bait out there you know and they really want you to comment on it and you know it's kind of eye rolling when that happens isn't this frustrating these are all the layers that frustrate you because it's not i i suppose we the reality is in any conversation, you don't have to say like, I don't say to you, hey, Bennett, I'm happy. I'm in a good mood. I'm going to talk about burger. I don't, I don't always explicitly state all the things. There's implied like, oh, man, Friday's tomorrow. Like in that statement, I'm saying I'm happy. But sure. like that's implied. Um, but, if, but the frustrating part is if I'm fishing for your political stance or when, it, when it's not merited, right? Like in a professional setting, perhaps. Or... Mm-hmm. Um, or just like, yeah, these sorts of, instead of coming out and saying, how do you feel about this? Just, just ask me how you feel about it. I don't, I don't, I don't appreciate the subtext uh, because the reason I, like there's subtext to lots of things, but if, if, if the subtext, you're trying to cover it up and like you're trying to hide your real intentions and it's the hidden intention that's bothering me. Because um, just saying like, oh man, tomorrow's Friday, I'm not trying to hide that I'm happy. There's not hidden subtext. There just is subtext. Right. Uh, and it's now, the hidden subtext that bothers me. I will take the strategy sometimes of when I ask, when I want to know what someone thinks, I will, I'll, I'll, I will ask the question in a totally non-leading way, as, not, as non-leading as I can. I'll give an example. Like, um, I was talking to someone about f- investing advice uh, recently, someone who gives uh, financial advice. And I simply asked, uh, you know, what's your opinion on ESG, environmental social governance rules? Um, I've heard a lot about them lately, and I want to know what you think. And I asked the same about cryptocurrency. So two topics. I didn't present whether I was for or against either of those things or whether I was invested in either of those things or anything. I just present, I just threw it out there. Both of those, however, are very controversial topics in, you know, in, in investing. Um, yeah. and so I could just tell when the person responded to me that, uh, that there was some discomfort there because they weren't sure whether I was pro or con or what. And so they were obviously tiptoeing with their response and just gave very noncommittal answers. Uh, and like, you know, I take that strategy sometimes to try to see what, to see what people think. Um, yeah. and and, then, and I obviously have an opinion about it. Now, the difference between me doing that and the person saying, oh, I saw this, you know, Trump 
Trumper on the way to work this morning with their big old flag. Uh, like they're fishing, like they're fishing for a particular response and are probably going to use that information in some way. Um, whereas really, I just, yeah. are you an ally or an enemy kind of thing? Right. Know? Whereas I just don't want to give away, I just don't want to give away my stance and then elicit a particular response from someone, you know, and I want to, so you're saying you're just concerned about being perceived as ally or enemy based on some simple thing like that. Yeah. I just want to know the truth. Like I want to know someone's opinion. I don't want their opinion filtered through their perception of what my opinion is, you know, yeah. like, yeah. I just want to know what you think. And so you have to present the information in a particular way. Here's a question that I thought of when you were giving me the example of, um, you know, you, you're advising your colleague that the boss doesn't like Shakespeare, freaks out over Shakespeare. So when you go in there to talk to him, you know, be mindful and your colleague. Yeah. So w would the, would the socially, you can tell me this as a professional manipulator, would the <laughs> colleagues best move be to go in and talk to Principal Willie and say, hey, how's it going? You know, get the small talk out of the way and say, you know what? Mr. Daniel told me that you really, you know, there's some kind of <laughs> sore spot about Shakespeare. No, tick me off. Shakespeare. There's some sore spot about Shakespeare. That sounded really weird to me, but I, I figure better to get everything out in the open and, you know, let's just talk. You know, I, here's what I'm thinking anyway, and I just figured oh, I'll put that to the side because you seem like a reasonable person, whatever, whatever. Use the gossip that that Mr. Daniel told them in order to get ahead in that conversation with Principal Willie. Is that what the savviest move would be? Um, short term, if trying to make a good impression with the boss, yes. Um, but I think making a good impression, like a well, I mean, maybe the boss would not even appreciate that. Like, wow, you're just gonna throw your colleague right into the but but most bosses i think would just go like oh, okay i can trust this person and think a little less of of mr daniel because he's is, is that how te is that how the teaching profession is like is, is everyone quick to uh to throw each other under the under the school no, bus i i, I, I <laughs> under the school bus <laughs> i i think i think it's a safe like i hey, don't talk about or like just know they don't like shakespeare the boss doesn't like shakespeare so be careful about it and then i think nearly 10 out of 10 people would go thank you um use that information and never mention it and they wouldn't throw you under the bus and then now i know i can tell them something about the boss and they're not going to run tell the boss uh so the gossip can the gossip machine can like step it up a notch you know uh and for good and for bad uh it's like a small moment of trust because the backlash of if it's pretty true let's say i'm, I'm giving reliable information and they said you know, Daniel told me you don't you're not wild about Shakespeare, but I think this, this, and this, um, or like, or even if they said I understand you don't like Shakespeare that much, I mean, you know, that like the cost they're not gonna be like, oh, screw Daniel for for saying this true thing about me. Um, so, but but I would I would learn in that situation as someone professional manipulator wanting to play my cards carefully. Ooh, got to be careful with this person. They don't they don't clearly pick up on how to what information should be uh, go where, you know? Because mm. uh, it'd be better just to keep my name out of it kind of thing. Or even to keep this knowledge private to yourself. To me, it just reads very clearly, okay, I'll keep that knowledge, I'll use it to my advantage, and I won't tell my boss. I know you don't like, you know, Shakespeare. Um, I'm trying operating to... operating with 
I'm they could to... say something like, you know, I know a lot of people like might say Shakespeare's not appropriate for kids because it's just kind of like boring and difficult. However, uh, you know, here's, and there are some common objections that I'd like to address with people because I understand there are objectors. That's the smartest way to use it, I think. Right, not personalizing it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. that, that's a really specific example. It is very specific. Um, you know. I'm, I'm trying to think about my own professional experience and just maybe it's just my personality, but I usually don't even comment on other people unless it's something that I would say to them directly, you know, like I don't say, I just, I don't, I just don't talk about, I don't talk about other people in a way that I wouldn't say with them, you know, on the phone or in the room. What about, what about this? Okay. Let's say there was like a, a grant proposal and my colleague was wanting to do some, some course in women's studies over the summer and I knew my boss was like totally not into the whole women's studies thing yes there's a bucket of money to give out for people to take courses and yes my colleague can apply for her women's studies course but I know pretty it's pretty clear that this is not going to go well for her and I said hey like it's cool you should apply I totally encourage you to uh, and, and maybe my colleague's super excited about it. You know, I just can't wait. I really hope this happens. I, 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 I'm already ready to sign up. I've actually got it all filled out. So as soon as they say, I'm just going to click submit. And mm-hmm. I say something like, you know, just wanted to give you a heads up. That's why would you do that? Why would you give a heads up? Why, would you do, why is that um, your business to even comment on? Um, be, just relationally, just to be like, I see this person set up for a bigger letdown. And as a, a just there's a friendliness there is there um and then, i don't I know there, i think i think there can be a good like i would say it to a friend yes i would say like ben and i see you're excited about something that you're about to get let down for um if like just letting you know probably not gonna not. now if i really didn't know and i just thought this i might be quiet and just see if i was right uh and yeah. then learn from that but if i was certain like there's no chance in hell this is happening i'd say i wouldn't say it to her like there's no chance in hell this is happening i'd say uh you know i for like maybe whatever reason i would know things like it got turned down in the past or something or or whatever i could say hey i just want you to know that that might i see you getting excited and i don't want you to get like too too disappointed um but if I said, you know, this person's a jerk and hates women's studies and I'm on your <laughs> side and go women and this person's anti-woman and something like that, then, right, then it's yeah. just like, to what degree, and bo- both of those scenarios, I'm trying to ingratiate myself with the, with the colleague and uh, right. operate on a friendly level. Um, and so, yeah, my, my inclination, this is, this is bad. This is where you could probably call me gossipy. I'm inclined to share information I know that... I would want to know. So if I were applying for something that I was likely to get turned down for, I would like my uh, my expectations aligned with reality. So I should know that this is a far shot. And so if I know on some level or I feel confident it is a far shot, I want to tell that person because, you know, they're my friend, colleague, kind of like vague, blurry line. But like, you know, I like them. I, I have no will will. Like, here's information you would I'd want to know. And so that's something to evaluate of like, well, okay, Yes, like that's a good faith sharing, you know, but does that help them and me overall and the institution? I don't know. Hmm. Gossip. Gossip, my man. Interesting, uh, interesting, interesting topic. I think I came away from this still thinking it's negative <laughs> overall, you know, like I don't I don't think my mind was opened too much to the wild possibilities of gossip. 
I mean, it really a lot of it is semantics, though. I think it's a lot of semantics. I like the idea of actively trying to do engage in positive. I do like that for myself. Well, uh, like, okay. Like, just, I, well. <laughs> I, I, that's not what I was. I thought you were going to say something else. I thought you were going to say you like the idea of taking a uh, a concept with a primarily negative connotation and trying to justify it in the yeah. positive sense in the we same come up with a pithy like, name like devil's advocate or something like that you know we, we just do that with frequent like tossing out like murder or or sure. really you know we could range it on a scale of one to five or something like really negative because gossip would probably be what on on a scale like where murder's five is this a is this a two gossip assuming <laughs> they're all kind of negative it's yeah a dumb question I, I don't know how to quantify that exactly just yeah, like but you're it's, saying like a, it is like uh, drawbacks that like it's right. fun to scale it like yeah, how no, no, negatively no. viewed is the concept you know yeah so. I, no you're right it's definitely not as extreme as murdering someone probably depends on the gossip though yeah. four and a half <laughs> it depends on what you're saying about someone Jeez. i guess it can it can you can lose your job your reputation you know your friendships and stuff so it can be very severe yeah. um oh and then we didn't talk about like digital gossip so how like we've kind of been treating it like an individual one-on-one that's true thing and why people do it so much but those are all just thoughts to think about digital gossip what about well, anonymous yeah, that, like, anonymous gossip yeah, I mean, I guess it, like comments, like the comments in YouTube or like you know, yeah, fire that's pit what I was thinking. Thing. But but I don't know if those are gossipy. You know, I mean, I guess yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's gossip. It's uh, are those gossip? You're not talking about another user. You're usually just arguing face or anonymous to anonymous. Uh, but this, this definitely feels like a gossip culture, like. Like all these magazines that say so and so is dating so and so, or they were spotted, or here's some tabloid. Tabloids are sort of a gossip culture. Elevated. I mean, the news is almost gossip, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. it's manipulative conveyance of information, usually negative for, you know, attention or, or some kind of particular instrumental ends. Yeah. News is professional gossip. Oh, provocative statement. Headline. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, be on the, I'll see that on the news tonight. Yeah. I think I'm done thinking about gossip, though. Me too. Hope I don't have to think about it anymore. I, I'm yeah. very grateful to live a relatively gossip-free life. Maybe I'm just blissfully unaware of all the gossip about me. Um, but... Like I don't experience much gossip at work. People don't gossip to me about other people, which if I, you I, I find that... you were gossiped about, would it... Would it... Would it even like affect like would it matter <laughs> like that much? Uh, I mean, it would. I mean, I care about my reputation, and I would probably care about it a lot because it's something that I don't really participate in and don't respect, and yet it's happening. So I would, yeah, I would care about that, and I would not be happy about it. If it was, what if it was fairly accurate uh, gossip that was still with a negative slant? You know, Bennett is is too uh, smart he's too just too good at his job he's just doing everything too fast and effectively oh and gosh we're every we're able to like make so much money off of his work yeah that would that would annoy me <laughs> Fair enough. i'll just not lay into all the negative things i was just gonna <laughs> Took them all away from me. Yeah, right. Um, no, but yeah, if it was accurate, I, I would just be annoyed that it was being said behind my back. 
That's all. Yeah, you know? it's almost like you feel like you have a right if it is you and it's personal, then you should be engaged with it or have a right to be engaged with it. That makes sense. I'm just very grateful that I don't, I don't have much of that in my life. The people, the people that I surround myself with, don't usually participate in gossip really, and I don't experience it professionally, and that's just. It's really nice. I suspect it's part of why we've been we've sort of distanced ourselves from social media. It's one of the many layered reasons is that that it is a culture in some ways of gossip. Yeah, uh, it's a, not that appealing. Did you see what so and so said on Facebook? Yeah, oh my gosh! Right. I, I mean, like even that, that is a whole. It's a whole avenue to like maybe even yeah yeah like all those posts are the reason there's any value to like putting your meals on you know is to so then someone can say, man, have you seen how they only post about their food? Or like, right. I'm t- sick and tired of seeing baby pictures. Or, yeah, right. man, their Classic. wedding, that, that dress was tacky. Or, yeah. So like, all the posts are valuable because they're fodder for gossip. It's a gossip machine. <laughs> Maybe yeah. so. Yeah, social media sucks. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's over. Bye. <laughs>